Hey, Nathan here. Before we get started, just a quick heads up if you didn't listen to the previous episode in the feed. That episode and this episode were all recorded in one session that we originally planned on releasing as one show, but it just plain went on too long. So this episode kind of starts in the middle of things with us lazily transitioning from a recap to a preview. But that also means it starts in media res, which I believe is Latin for we were too lazy to go and re-record another intro. So enjoy. Old Dominion, UTSA got left out because of some, some BS. But Tech got placed in the Texas Regional, the Austin Regional in Austin, Texas. The teams in that regional, first seed, University of Texas. Makes sense. That's where it's being played. Two seed, Louisiana Tech. Three seed, future Conference USA baseball mate, Dallas Baptist. And the fourth seed, Air Force. Yeah, pretty pretty tough field. Dallas Baptist obviously beat us in a, a single game midweek earlier this season. Um, Texas, I believe is the number nine overall seed. So, you know, obviously great for me. I'm going, I'll be there Friday, uh, Friday through Sunday, probably, you know, hopefully if we win it, we can win it on Sunday for me, but yeah, I don't know, Nathan, how do you want to structure this? We're kind of going off the cuff for this, uh, preview here. Yeah. I mean, you wrote for the blog, cool little preview for the three other teams in this tournament. Uh, let's start with Dallas Baptist, because that's a team of these three that we know the best this year. We played them twice and lost two times, but also it's our first matchup on Friday night on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Evan, what can you tell me about Dallas Baptist? Dallas Baptist is kind of a weird team, honestly. They they went 34-22-1 this year, didn't do so well in their conference, 11-9-1 overall. Not sure what happened with that tie. It was their last conference game of the year, two to two. I I guess they just ran out of time and had to travel. I I don't know, but uh, ended up losing in their conference tournament, getting blown out 21 to two to Evansville and then losing uh, their subsequent game to get knocked out in the loser's bracket. Um, So they're kind of limping in here to the uh, to the regional. They're four or five and one in their last 10 games. But uh, this team is pretty like that they can be very very good at times they're not the best hitting team Uh, they bat 276 overall which is 152nd in the nation just a little bit better than tech in that regard Uh, but they're in the top 50 in all of the extra base hit categories uh, doubles triples and home runs so uh, they can they can put up some you know some extra base hits to drive in runs I don't know it's kind of it's kind of weird like they're They've had a really high RPI all year because they played such a like truly murderer's row of a schedule, especially in their non-conference. They have like the number one out of conference strength of schedule. So they really just set their schedule up to where if they could win enough of those games, they'd impress the committee enough to get in. But uh, yeah, Nathan, anything else you want to call out on this team? Yeah, I'll shout out some individual players. Uh, Cole Moore, Ryan Robleski. Both have OPSs of above one. It's kind of the metric we've used throughout most of the year to talk about the other team's best batters. Neither are huge home run threats. Nate Rombach. This is always the most fun part of the show for me, is struggling through these names. He has an OPS of 0.890, which is very good, not otherworldly. But he gets a hit 
20% of the time he steps up to the plate and then hits a home run on 33% of those hits. This guy wow. swings for the fences. That is tremendous. Uh, Tech's best is George Corona. It's 20% of the time he connects. It's a home run. Wow. You said 33%? Uh, 33%. Wow. Uh, meanwhile, pitching to move over there, starting pitcher Ryan Johnson's their best. Chandler Arnold, uh, not really much to say about either of those guys. Luke Eldred has pitched a lot this year. All three of these guys have ERAs in the mid fours. Relief, though, Bubba Hall, great name. Bubba Hall seems to be their go-to reliever. 49 and a third innings pitched. Krager has 65 and a third, but, I mean, that's cheating if we're comparing anyone to Krager. Uh, but Bubba Hall has an ERA of 3.47. The only pitcher better than him on the team is Zane Russell, ERA of 1.69. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I think this team, like I said, they when they have it, they're one of the best teams in the nation, and they really have shown that they can beat anybody. Uh, especially in like a single game matchup when they don't have it though, they, they just struggle really, especially in weekend series. They've lost series to number 188 in RPI, Illinois state and number 151 Bradley. Now those were both on the road, but they're not playing at home this weekend. So, I mean, I don't know across a three game sample size. It seems like they're not as good as, you know, maybe their RPI of number 23 would suggest. So you know, Tech obviously plays them. I think it's at 6.30 on ESPN Plus on Friday. Yes. I mean, you got to like our chances, I, I think, just with how they've been playing lately. Uh, obviously, not really showing up in their conference tournament against teams that aren't as good as us uh, is promising to me. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel kind of the same way. I think that you don't get into a regional without being a good team. So yeah, of course. you can't discount anything. Uh, and... They have the bats that can show up when they show up. It feels a lot like we were talking about with UTSA, where they can score a lot of runs, but they can also struggle and just hit a wall, and, and no one really knows what happens. Hopefully, Tech is that wall they run into in Austin. And speaking of Austin, the game is there because Texas is the regional host. Was it the nine seed? Yeah. Uh, for the Longhorns, Evan, what can you tell me about this Texas team? Yeah, they're 42 and 19 overall, uh, went 14 and 10 in the number three RPI conference in the Big 12. Uh, their overall RPI is number 16 right now. They lost the Big 12 championship game to Oklahoma uh, and have gone eight and t- eight and two in their last 10 games. This team, surprisingly uh, or not surprisingly, is really good across the board. Uh, they they have. Very, very good batting, seventh in the nation in batting average, 18th in on-base percentage, and fourth in slugging percentage. Uh, Their team OPS, so every single batter on their team combined, you know, averaged out is .964. That's really, really good. (laughs) Tech only has one player that's higher than that. Uh, Individually, though, only two batters coming at over one on their OPS, and that is... Uh, the nation's leading home run hitter, Ivan the Hispanic Titanic Melendez. And no, I did not make that nickname up. That is his That is his nickname. <laughs> Whose OPS is 1.425. So I'll just leave that there and yeah. let you start talking, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy who's jumping out to me on the page I'm looking at. Hopefully Tech finds a way to sink the Hispanic Titanic. But... Uh, what Another way to put that open. That's, that's a good nickname. That's a, it's a great nickname. Yeah. I just want to be the iceberg in the scenario, though. Yeah. So the the charts that the GoTech Stats account tweets out and didn't for the tournament because I forgot to write that out. Like we said, OPS of 1.425 for the Hispanic Titanic. 
but his plate outcome, he gets on base 52% of the time he walks up to the plate, batting 320 something and then walking, just walking 20% of the time. One out of every five times he walks up to the plate, he gets walked and goes down to first base. 32% of the time he makes a hit and 32% of that 32% are home runs. Jesus. Mentioned a second ago about that Dallas Baptist guy who, let me pull that one up again. It's 33%. And I've never seen one that high. This one's as close as I've ever seen to that. And that's 32%. And this guy hits a lot more than that Dallas Baptist guy. Whew. Yeah, it's it's postseason baseball here. We're seeing some some high ranking shit. Unfortunately, too, the Longhorns are very, very good on the mound, especially with their two main starters, Pete Hansen, who comes in with a .93 whip and a 3.01 ERA, and Gordon Lucas, who's also sub one and whip .99 and a 2.41 ERA. So those two guys are very, very good. And they've got a lot of solid options out of the bullpen as well. But I'm told by my aunt, who is a huge uh, Longhorn fan, that really, you know, once those two guys are used up, uh, she's not confident in what will happen after that. But overall, as a team, they are number 15 in whip, number 29 in ERA, and number 48 overall in strikeout to walk ratio. So Lucas Gordon, one of the two starters that you mentioned, 74 and two thirds innings pitched. Significant. That that may actually lead the team. No, it doesn't quite. Pete Hansen has pitched more. But over 74 and two-thirds innings pitched, Lucas Gordon has allowed one home run. Wow. Ooh. That's basically Krigger before the conference tournament. And starting. Wow. I I will go, I'll go on record right now and say I would be surprised if he makes it out of this regional without allowing more with without allowing another home run. Because there are some fucking ball smashers in this in, <laughs> in this regional and they don't play for tech so we'll we'll get to we'll get to air force in a second but yeah i mean uh, longhorns are just a really well-balanced team they're you know they rank pretty much in the top at least 50 in every major category that we've talked about all season the one place like i said my aunt keyed me off to you know shout out aunt carrie letting me know that you know they're not great after after the two pitchers, Hanson and and uh, and is it Lucas Gordon or Gordon Lucas? Lucas Gordon. Oh, oops. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to issue a correction for my article here. But um, you know they have no other pitcher with more than one start on the season ha- who has an ERA lower than four point eight two, and that's Tristan Stevens. He's their third guy. Uh, so you know once once you get into their you know sort of non top two pitchers you're looking at some higher eras some higher whips you know might be able to string together some hits and runs on them um but you know really it's going to be tough texas is going to be a tough out i think in this regional i mean their top two guys are better than our top two guys but i mean that 4.82 era from their number three is pretty much what Cade gibson has on the year and he's our number three in terms of era from starters so it's not like they fall off a cliff they just aren't as dominant outside of those top two starters and the bullpen Marcus Olivares is a name I would watch. He hasn't pitched a lot this year. He did pitch in the tournament to Oklahoma state. So he, he is occasionally coming into game. He's a redshirt senior of 0.42 ERA granted only 21 innings pitched, which is what a third of what Krager's done on the year, but you can't really count out a guy who's pitching well this late in the year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just to compare, you know, tech real quick, I, I wrote in this article that 
you know, tech has really good balance pitching. We rank uh, number 18 overall in whip number 11 in strikeout to walk ratio and number 31 in ERA. So maybe a lot better than some of our fans may think, you know, it, it feels like we've had some inconsistency, but really we're kind of top in the nation in in having a sort of balanced approach to our pitching and no pitcher on our staff with over 12 innings pitch has allowed opposing batters to hit for more than 284 on the season. Uh, 284 is pretty good for an opposing team, but still to have no pitchers with any significant playing time, give up more than 300 is I think something to something to call out. So uh, we also have the nation's leading scorer and leadoff man, Taylor young with 86 runs. He's about five or six runs ahead of the next leading guy. Uh, number 10 RBI uh, hitter in the nation in Cole McConnell with 74. Um, and that is a, a really effective combo because Young gets on base over 50% of the time he heads to the plate and he's number 22 in the nation in that regard. So, you know, I think I think Tech is a really good team, too. And I just wanted to make sure we we mentioned that. Yeah. But we aren't done talking about good teams because we still have one more to go. That's Air Force. Evan, what can you tell me about? Were they the Falcons? The Falcons. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I feel like I have to hate them because their name is the Falcons. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they kind of, this is a really interesting team. They went 30 and 27, uh, 15 and 15 overall in their conference, the Mountain West, which is actually a pretty like middle of the road baseball conference. They're number 15 in RPI. Uh, conference USA for comparison is number five in RPI. Uh, the Falcons are number 107 in their own individual RPI, but obviously they won the Mountain West tournament and have gotten hot lately, seven and three in their last 10 games. So this was a team that easily could have finished the season, you know, at or below 500, but they kind of turned it on when they had to. And I mean, looking at the stats on this team, there's two things that jump out to me, Nathan, and I'm curious, I know you've read my post, but I'm curious uh, what jumps out to you about this team just kind of overall? I'm not sure much does outside of how horrendous their bullpen is. <laughs> I was I was kind of leaning into the good here to start out with. Uh, this... I, 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 I mean, there is good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Oh, but the uh, bad of some of these bullpen arms outweighs that good. Yeah, I, I mean, OK, so so we'll, let's start with pitching. Um, OK, their their pitching is real bad outside of one guy. Uh, whose name is Paul Skeen? <laughs> just that, just Paul. Yeah, his name's Paul. <laughs> is it Paul? Uh, it could be Paul McCartney. Could be another That's Paul, your Paul uh, reference. Could be, could be the Pope. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the former Pope, I guess. Uh, the first one. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Pope, uh, Pope Paul. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but Paul Skeens or Skinnis or something. I, I don't know. I don't have the pronunciation guide up. Uh, I'll probably learn. Uh, this week, you know, watching watching that Texas game. But uh, this guy is very, very good. He's pitched more than 22 innings over the next guy on their team. He's over 80 innings so far this year. And he has a 2.42 ERA, a 1.14 whip. I mean, this guy, this guy can pitch, right? Yeah, that but, that is a, a good pitcher, a good starting pitcher. Yeah. But but outside of him, I mean, what are we looking at here? Outside of him, I mean, they have the other two starters that I see on this list aren't bad. We have Doyle Gehring and Dylan Rogers. ERA is around five. That's not great, but that's not atrocious. I mean, it's it's not what you're expecting from a regional team, though, to have true 
one guy with an RPI or a, or an ERA lower than lower than five. Basically, yeah. I know Gehring's at four point seven four, but uh, you know you're expecting to have two or three guys at least around four, right? Not not one not at almost five, and then the other one above five, right? True. I mean that so that's not great. Not the worst thing I've ever seen. The salt to the human eyes comes in terms of the bullpen. <laughs> we, their best reliever has an ERA of 4.85. The little sheet that you'll see on Twitter in the next couple of days that lists their top seven relievers, their number seven reliever has an ERA of 15.34. Oh, yeah, that's like that's like Nick Ellis numbers right there. Who's pitched like <laughs> <laughs> who's has an ERA of infinity because he pitched, yeah. he didn't get an out, but he gave up a run <laughs> in his like one outing. But another guy who's this guy's only pitched seven innings, but he has an ERA of 10.29. He's their fourth best reliever. I can't finish those sentences without chuckling a little bit. Uh, so yeah, when he pitched those seven innings, 20% of the time he pitched to a batter, he gave up a hit. 42% of that time they hit off of him. It was a home run. Wow. 16% it was a triple. 16%? I mean, that's got to be like one or one, right? Or two? Maybe. Let me look this up real quick. I mean, that's that's wild. But, I mean, yeah, it becomes obvious when you're looking at this pitching staff why they lost so many games, why they, you know, we're talking about, this is a stolen bid team, I think. I, I don't know if the Mountain West got another team in, but probably not. Yeah, I mean, if their pitching is so bad, and I'll I'll wait for you to figure out how many triples that guy gave it was was just one okay but still 16 percent of the time man (laughs) uh but this team obviously pitching not good uh they rank 220th as a team in era 212th in whip 162nd in strikeout to walk ratio so below average in all categories uh towards the bottom third in era and whip so you know you you gotta you gotta wonder how did they make it this far right how did they even how do they win their conference tournament? And the answer is what jumps out at the page for me when I'm looking at this team is they fucking hit the baseball. I mean, they're top top 10 in four categories here. Average, they bat 313. Uh, they slug for 526. So they hit a lot of extra bases. They're number eight overall in hits. They're number six overall in doubles. So this is a team that hits the freaking baseball, right? And they probably have to because their pitchers are over there giving up, you know, <laughs> a million runs or whatever. But uh, they have four players on their team with an OPS above one. That's more than Tech had last year. And like one of the best hitting seasons we've ever had, right? Yeah. Uh, Sam Colossingham is how I'm going to choose to say that. Uh, leads away with 1.169. So not quite Hispanic Titanic levels there, but he's the <laughs> second best batter in the nation. He bats 414. He also leads the nation and hits with 103. Like, dude, saves some hits for the rest of us, man. Like, I, I don't even know what Tech's leading hitter has. It's got to be somewhere around 80, right? I mean, 103 hits. My God. Yeah, Tech's best hitter is tied between Taylor Young and Cole McConnell, and they have 81 apiece. Yeah, I, I mean, 103. Like, this That's, guy's doing yeah. laps around our guys, right? It's it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I mean, to to steer it back a little bit to the bad in terms of this, with the, the pitching and, and the offense having to make up for it. So, for comparison, Tech has scored 445 runs on the year and allowed 285. Yeah, okay. That's pretty impressive. That's a pretty good margin yeah. right there. Hell yeah. Air Force has scored 489, which 
That's 40 more <laughs> runs than tech. That's okay. that's impressive. Okay. But I said that tech allowed 285. Air Force has allowed 413. Wow. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that's that's why you've lost 27 games. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, amazing. This team couldn't be more unbalanced, right? It's like this team, this team would be a national title contender if they had like, you know, top third pitching, right? If, if you put text pitching, which is much better than top third, it's, you know, top 15 in the nation in a lot of categories together with that hitting. I mean, we would, we would be hosting, you know, we'd be a super regional host right now, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's, we'd be a national seed as they say, but uh, one other thing I wanted to call out. Remember that good pitcher I mentioned earlier, Nathan Paul skins or skinnies or yeah, Paul. Yeah. Paul McCartney, whatever. Uh, the hey, dude is a two way player. Is that what they call it in baseball? He, he, he bats and pitches. Okay. Yeah, two way. 2.42 ERA. Like I said, 1.14 whip. That's 326 with a 1.0, <laughs> 1.078 OPS. So when I saw that, I was like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like the dudes hit double digit home runs. Like what, what? Like I almost, I almost want to take the whole day off Friday so I can go watch. He's going to, he's going to be the starting pitcher in their game against Texas. So, you know, I, I'm not going to get to Austin until our game at six 30, but I'm tempted to just blow off the whole day of work and say, I got to go watch this kid play, man. Yeah. I mean, the next show, Itani, I guess is what, what that could be. I, I almost feel like, you know, he, he was just a batter. And then he was like, he, he's looking at the bullpen and he's like, fuck it. I'll do it myself. And he just goes out, takes the ball from his coach and just goes out on the mound and starts, you know, starts throwing pounding the strike zone. Right. Like that's the only explanation. I mean, the first person to make that Shoei Otani reference, there's a, this SB nation mountain West conference blog, Shoei Otani fans meet Pete's not Pete. We just said his name several times. His name is Paul. Meet Paul Skeens. Yeah. Is it Skeens? I never found that pronunciation good. Air Force Baseball Pronunciation Guide. Oh, well, that's... It is Skeens. Skeens, okay. Skeens. Well, I apologize for the 17 ways I pronounce it other than Skeens. But yeah, really glad that we're not drawing this team first because I think that is a... I mean, this guy's a giant slayer, right? He'll he'll go he'll go put up, you know, he'll he'll hold Texas to two runs and then hit a three run bomb himself. Guy doesn't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, and they started the Mountain West tournament playing the one seed, beat UNLV, then beat San Jose State twice. All those games outscoring the opponent by at least three runs, five to two, seven to three, and then eight to three to move on and win the Mountain West Conference championship. Yeah. And you know, all it takes for this team to to make some noise in this regional is for their pitching to show up. And they did in their conference tournament. You know, we mentioned some of these names earlier that have pretty high ERAs, but you know, Doyle Gehring went seven, seven and a third innings, only allowed four hits, 13 strikeouts. <laughs> That'll get the job done. Right. So that's who we might be facing, you know, in a potential game two. If we, we match up with this team, we might face that guy rather than uh, Skeens. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Doyle Rogers, the guy with the five ERA, he gave up 13 hits, but didn't walk anybody and struck out you know, the, the combined effort was 12 batters in that game, the championship game. So, you know, if air force can get those kinds of performances from their pitching staff, like that's been pretty dog shit all year, right? Like they can, they can absolutely win this regional. So I think this is a pretty tough, pretty tough matchup. 
um, you know, for the the three teams that are here for tech. Yeah. So how do you think this will go? Do you think tech is able to do what they weren't able to do last year and, and come away from their regional a winner and move on to the super regional? Do you think that tech plays as a second seed team in a regional is expected to play where they may may win their first game or may end up in the losers bracket, survive for a bit, but eventually fall to Texas? Uh, Matt, you want to go first? Tech's not going to win it. Uh, I think that they'll play valiantly, but I, I don't see any way in which they come out of this one in the uh, one in the regional, moving on to a super. Uh, that being said, I don't think they're going to be the. I don't really know the format. I mean, it's been. I mean, I, I just double, familiarized double elimination. Yes, yeah, gotcha. so. I just familiarized myself with that whole concept last year when Tech made well hosted a regional. Uh, so I don't have Tech. Uh, winning it, I don't have them getting to the the final round or the championship round, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't think they're going to be the. Uh, I don't even know if they're going to be. Uh, they could end up being the worst team because competition's pretty stiff. Um, but crazier things have happened. Uh, so while I won't say where I think they'll finish or when they'll bow out, I am saying that uh, I don't have them winning it. And uh, I, but by all means, in spite of me thinking they won't advance, uh, it was an awesome season. And yeah. So, so do you think they win a game at all, or, or are we going? No, no. To I, think that, I think that they're going to win a game. Uh, okay. I don't think they've come this far just to uh, take a dump on the field and rub some dirt on it and run away. But uh, <laughs> I, I just don't see them. It, it's really. I mean, Dallas Baptist on its own is really tough, and then when you throw Texas in the mix, and I don't know a whole hell of a lot about Air Force, but they must be pretty damn good to be there. But then the argument is, Tech's pretty damn good to be here too. Yep. So wilder things have happened. The game of baseball is so finicky. It only takes one lucky swing or one bad pitch. And all of a sudden you're in the super regional, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to be good for, for three days, right? Which is the, which is the damnedest thing. Uh, Or four days. You lose a game and and still end up winning it, but yeah, sure. So no, I don't have tech advancing to a super regional, but I absolutely don't think they're going to lose out. Uh, in the unlikely event that Tech does advance to Super Regional, um, I guess I'm going to have to resurrect my getting high on PCP and walking backwards through a car wash bet, um, <laughs> like I did when Tech was in the CUSA title game in basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it it still was an awesome. It's an awesome season regardless what happens. If Tech inexplicably wins the whole thing, I'm probably going to have to take a six month sabbatical from work uh, <laughs> and try to piece my life back together after winning the college world series. Um, at, I'll probably retire from GTPDD if that happens. Uh, I don't think that it gets any better than that. Uh, yeah, um, pro- probably not win yeah, the national probably. championship in a major sport. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's probably the top for us right there. <laughs> Until Sonny Cumbie inexplicably wins 10 in a row. Um, there we go. Yeah. So anyway, no, I don't have tech winning the turn, uh, winning the, the regional. All right, Evan, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think, I'll be a little bit more specific uh, than Matt and say that I think we're going to beat Dallas Baptist and get some revenge for earlier in the season. Uh, The Patriots have have not been as good through conference play and since starting conference play as they were back when back when we played them. So, you know, I I think some combination of pitching. I don't know who we're going to go with. Honestly, on Friday, I, I would probably go with Jennings to start. He's been the hottest guy lately but you know maybe you want to save him for saturday because that's his day right i I don't know so i I think we'll make it into the winner's bracket face off with texas there on saturday uh, probably saturday evening and uh 
you know, I, I just, I don't, I think overall, I don't think we have the batting that I would want to see compared to these other teams. Um, we definitely have enough to, to get the job done. I'm not saying it's impossible, but if you look at, you know, the, the batting statistics, we're the bottom of this regional in terms of average and slugging and stuff like that. So ultimately I think we'll get through to the final and much like last year, we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll lose to Texas probably in game two and then have to claw our way back to a rematch and just not get it done in what will be our fourth game. So I'll say we go two and two overall in this regional. What about you, Nathan? Win or lose, we'll be recording a podcast next week, but we'll be recording it before I drive down to East Carolina to go to the Super Regional between East Carolina and Louisiana Tech. Okay. On paper, you're right. Texas is the best team in this regional. Tech was the best team in last year's regional. NC State was hot. That was their whole thing. They are good and hot. Tech is hot. Yeah, that's true. That's really all you need. We just need, what, four wins? And we're in. Texas's best pitcher will face off against Air Force. You just three wins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you go three and oh, you've you've won the regional, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. You're true. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's what NC State did last year. Right. Texas so, will throw their best pitcher against Air Force, who will scrap and fight. Tech will beat Dallas Baptist to avenge the two losses earlier in the season, bringing up Tech versus Texas. I actually think Tech will drop the first one, go back to the loser's bracket, beat Dow- ba- Dallas Baptist again, go back and force that extra game five or six or whatever it is beat texas and move on to the super yeah i love it i hope uh so what would happen what's that east carolina regional look like because what what happens if a team other than the the regionals host wins how do they determine who hosts the super i don't actually know because like if ecu wins they're they're the host of the super um let's see it's if not all teams make it past the carnage the ncaa chooses location again based on merit ah well, we showed out last year, so hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll be enough. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, there is a chance that Tech may host it in, in Ruston, but I, I think that's not very likely. If I remember right, no. Tech was the only regional team not to win their region last year. Let's see. It is uh, Virginia, Coastal Carolina, and Coppin State. So. If Coastal Carolina or Coppin State gets it done and Tech gets it done, it'll probably be in Ruston because that's the three and the four seed. So, hey, all we can do is take care of our business and then play wherever we have to play in the next round. So uh, I would absolutely love for that to happen. Tech has never made it to a super regional in the current format um, of college baseball. I think it used to be a little different um, and we made it, you know, almost to Omaha uh, once, but you know, it, it was a different format then. So we never made it to a super regional and I would love to be wrong and love to make it out uh, this year, you know, to keep building that program. But um, yeah, hopefully I'm wrong. We don't go two and two. We go three and oh, or, you know, three and one. As long as we don't have two losses at the end of the weekend, that means we've won the regional. Yeah. All right. So that finally brings us to the tweet of the week. Evan, what's this week's tweet of the week? Yeah, uh, lots of lots of, you know, great celebration tweets, um, including several very good ones from uh, everyone on this podcast. Uh, But, you know, we try not to give it to ourselves, although I think uh, my my doctor steel walk off Netterville one is pretty good. And several people said it deserved it. 
Uh, but I'm going to give it to our boy, Char Millionaire, uh, who, you know, <laughs> is always very supportive of Louisiana Tech, shall we say. He says, wow. His own way. Gotta be happy for Louisiana Tech baseball. Won a championship after discontinuing basketball and football championships many, many years ago. So uh, shout out our boy, Char Millionaire, Dave. Uh, we love you, bud. Thanks for thanks for having fun, um, you know, and getting the getting the shtick and not uh, not being an ass like Southern Miss fans are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tech one, we can laugh about other things now. They're, it's funny in retrospect. But yeah, yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our blog actually has a couple posts up now it's been a while Ooh, two posts in one day yeah one we referenced earlier evan previewed the different opponents tech will face off against in austin and i wrote another piece kind of uh waxing poetically about that walk-off yeah. win in hattiesburg to yeah, win us great, the championship great piece just i feel like i feel like that piece was very much in line with what i did last year after yeah. after the conference tournament, I was just like, I got to write. I got to write something right now. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it doesn't have to be stat laden or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to talk about. So, yeah, I really love that uh, that article about, you know, kind of finally getting the job done after. What was it? Seven. It was this the seventh time we've been in a, a conference title game and, and we finally yeah. won it in a men's sport at Conference USA. So well, that's including the women's basketball team, too. But so oh, the money right. sports, the teams that we charge admission for. Football, men's basketball, women's basketball, and baseball. This was our seventh Conference USA Championship game and the first one that we won. Wow. Yeah. So go check Speaking that out. Speaking of winning. Seen it. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. The baseball contest is officially over. Uh, Tweeted the results out earlier today on Tuesday. Evan, brutal. I'm so sorry. Came in you third. will not be going home with a GoTech. Please don't die baseball. Damn. So close. Outlaw Tech Report, though, will be. Led the way most of the year, fell behind down the stretch, but came from behind, I guess, again, to win. Uh, and yeah, this was a lot of fun. I think this was a fun way to do it. And I mean, well, you may change things up again next year, but yeah, I may have to steal something along these lines for the football contest because I think uh, I think it kept people more engaged, even though they didn't have to participate week after week. It, it seemed like we got more response to these late in the season than we ever do for the football conference or contest. So let us know what you think, man. If, if, if you're, if you have strong feelings about the current format of the football contest, let me know because I'm probably going to change it. So, (laughs) you know, uh, just, just say, how dare you, uh, change it. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, shout out La tech report, uh, our guy who Southern miss fans hate this guy so much and i just loved i love to see it man that like i kept coming across people being like fuck a lot tech report i hope that guy chokes on a hot dog and shit like that <laughs> it's just like man what why do they hate him so much he just tweets like louisiana tech like history stuff but i guess he used to rile people up a lot more yeah so I'd... anyway shout out lot tech report that's the yeah. point speaking of shouting out you should shout out that our store that I... <laughs> We've been recording for about two hours now, so uh, wow, that was bad. That uh, or remember the store from the last episode where Nathan left it as a as a uh, 
cliffhanger. You know, he didn't tell you the URL and there's no way you could have ever found it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. GTPDD.dog slash shop. There you go. That's that's it. Right and also, this episode comes out on June 1st. Ooh, what's the shirt? I don't know what the shirt is. You don't know what the shirt is. I'm still putting the final touches on it. But June is Pride Month. I've never seen a Louisiana Tech Pride shirt being sold okay. by the team, by the bookstore, by anything. Yeah. So we've got some Pride merch. We've got a few different things. So check out the okay. store if you want to see what we're talking about. Or check out our Twitter because we'll tweet about it too. Nice. Cool. Nice. Oh, well, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. And so, yeah. Until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm Matt. And go Tech. Please don't die. Please. Please.